0: Welcome back. Uh, so some interesting numbers presented today by Alberta's finance minister and it's illustrative of the kind of roller coaster that, that we've been living on in Alberta where uh, we could be going from a massive whopping surplus to a deficit from one fiscal year to the next and all of it due to the price of oil. Uh, the 2022-23 fiscal year comes to an end uh, in a big way for Alberta's bottom line ending the fiscal year with 11.6 billion dollars surplus. Uh, The price of oil averaged about $20 a barrel higher than was forecast in the budget. And so that's what provides that surplus. So that allows a significant amount of debt repayment. The Heritage uh, Savings Fund will will get a $2.5 billion top-up. So it's all great. It's all gravy. And now we get into this fiscal year. And so we're, we're likely to be in a situation where the price of oil is below what's forecast. And instead of a whopping surplus, Alberta might be staring down a potential deficit here. But then who knows? Maybe we'll be going back the other way uh, in the years ahead. So it's, it's a tough game to be sure when it comes to forecasting the price of oil, but we do have to live with those consequences. We've got substantial amounts of spending uh, going into this fiscal year that are based on, in large part, uh, an assumption about oil and gas revenue. And so how do we manage, then, this potential deficit situation? And how is it we can go from, you know, one to the other? It's pretty head-spinning. Anyway, joining us for some thoughts on the numbers today, looking ahead to this year, I'm very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Trevor Toom, Associate Professor of Economics, University of Calgary Research Fellow at the School of Public Policy. Professor Tim. good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program.
1: Good morning. Great to be on.
0: Uh, so yeah, I mean this this fiscal year that just ended. I mean it's uh, an eye popping number when it comes to resource revenue. Mm-hmm. The kind of problem I guess governments like to have. What, what did you make of that? First of all, well,
1: I think we we should remember that we do get updates to the prior fiscal year when the budget comes out in late February, and so we knew basically where things were going to settle when we got these numbers, these finalized numbers today. For example, total revenues just over seventy six billion. Basically, exactly what we were previously projecting, you know, some individual items a little higher, some lower, but for the most part, everything here that we got today was in line with expectations, which is good to see, not a lot of red flags that should concern Albertans, but Mm. as you noted, the big questions are what happens during this year, um, where things are panning out quite a bit differently uh, than was previously projected and and not quite as favourable in terms of oil prices as we enjoyed last year, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because otherwise the fundamentals of Alberta's economy aren't really all that different. You know, there's some encouraging economic signs in terms of you know Alberta's growth and and all of that. But yeah, these these swings in oil prices have a a huge fiscal impact, don't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think Alberta's economy is strong, recovered uh, from COVID, and more recovering according to many metrics back to where we were in 2014. So we've now kind of overcome even the. E-procession that we were in in 2015 and 2016, and so Alberta's economy is quite strong and projected to remain so in the coming years. You know, of course, contingent on what happens all over the world. Uh, but based on everything we know right now, the economy is strong and 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 in a good position over the the next couple of years. But Alberta's revenue, unlike many other provinces, has very little to do with the economy overall. That's just because resource revenues are. Themselves, a, a direct function of oil production and prices, and swings in that, you know, do affect the economy, of course, but not to the degree that I think people realize. So we have huge volatility in government revenues, even though the economy is strong and stable. And so we enjoyed the upswing last year, uh, 25 plus billion in resource revenues. I mean, think back to even 2019 prior to the pandemic it was 5.9 so 20 extra billion dollars in resource revenues and this year we're almost surely going to see that contract considerably because prices have come down quite a bit from the highs that we saw last year
0: right again i mean 70 dollar a barrel oil is is certainly still i I think a number that that works for industry it's you know it's it's you know, encourages exploration, investment. So that's not necessarily something to worry about in, in terms well, of that impact. But on the bottom line, when the forecast was 79, what, what does that yeah. mean?
1: Yeah, so you're right. There is that big difference between industry and, and government here. And $70 per barrel works for operations. I mean, once these oil sensibilities are built, their operating costs are actually really low. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is, a, this is a decent price for the sector as a whole. But the government needs about seventy five seventy six dollars per barrel to balance, and so when we're below that level, you know that's when a uh, deficit becomes much more likely you know and and I should say offsetting that is that um, the differential between the price received by producers here in Alberta and the world price of oil that's shrunk a lot, you know, offsetting some of the price decline, not totally offsetting it, but really cushioning. Uh, the below there. But anytime oil is less than 75, that's when the Albertans need to be concerned about whether or not we will be borrowing money to fund operations rather than running these surpluses.
0: So if things stay where they are now will have gone from what was expected to be a modest surplus to, I guess if you want to call it a, a modest deficit.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's likely. You know, a lot, a lot depends, like I mentioned, on the differential and exchange rates. But yeah, if we're looking at $70 per barrel the government was anticipating 79 uh, in order to make its budget numbers work and every $1 change is about 630 million to the government's bottom line now so $9 is is a really big change relative to what we land on so yeah who knows where we go from here but yeah it looks like we are in that modest deficit territory and that's going to be interesting to watch what the government chooses to do Uh, Do they change some of their spending plans that they had in mind, in in particular, some of the increases that they campaigned on or the personal income tax reduction that they're going to be bringing in? We're we're right there at the edge where each one of these decisions uh, could matter between deficit and surplus for this year.
0: It's interesting. As we talk about the the revenue roller coaster that we're on, there's, there's a notion that maybe that's just going to go away on its own, that we're not going to have this revenue to rely on as we move toward a, a net zero world. And we have this report recently from the Canadian Energy Regulator about what that might look like. Uh, you wrote an interesting piece uh, uh, at the Hub.ca. Suggesting that even in a net zero world, that this um, you know oil bonanza isn't necessarily going away anytime soon. So, what about this idea that's out there that, you know, this this is going to be gone anyway in a few years? Yeah. So, this I
1: thought was pretty interesting. The Canada Energy Regulator, you know, needs to plan for the long haul, and so regularly comes out with these very long term projections, and you look at different scenarios to think about what oil production is going to mean or sorry be decades from now, and they go out to 2050 in several scenarios, including one where Canada achieves its net zero emissions goal, uh, a goal that Alberta shares and that many industry players share uh, as well. And and one might think that would come with uh, shutting down oil and gas activity or uh, really jeopardizing Alberta finances, given how important that sector is. But based on the projections and the modeling from the CER, I, I combine that with my own long-term model of the government's uh, financial situation and, and find that we can perhaps count on resource revenues, of course, subject to the volatility, the ups and downs, but resource revenues in excess of uh, $10 billion, averaging about 14 between now and 2050. Wow. So the bonanza that we're enjoying from oil and gas revenues for the province, uh, in this net zero scenario, it could continue another generation or more.
0: So how, how might that be, given the, the concern or the yeah. forecast that we, we see demand drop? As a result, we see proju- uh, production drop and maybe even see yeah. prices drop?
1: So indeed, we, we do see production drop in that net zero scenario relative to what it would have otherwise have been. So that there is a considerable fiscal hit. To the province, I estimate between now and 2050 about $140 billion in foregone resource revenues over that period of time. So there certainly is a cost of the net zero objective. But even by 2050, they project oil and gas production here of about 3.5 million barrels per day, which which is less than would otherwise be the case, but brings us back to about 2015 levels. And the way we do that is with carbon capture, so a lot of technology is being deployed that lowers the emissions that come from uh, that activity and other activities in the economy. So we can achieve net zero uh, without shutting down oil and gas, and that still means uh, considerable resource revenues to the government.
0: Very interesting. Well, that piece is mentioned up at the hub. So yeah, We'll leave it there for now. I guess we'll see what things look like once we get to the first quarter update on this fiscal year. But appreciate the insight, Trevor. Thanks for joining us here this morning.